Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellwamby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. everyone to the gathering, and we're going to jump into the lesson today. What, which is called waiting on God. How many of you have prayers that you've been praying about for a while and they haven't been answered yet? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, I think, I think that there are things that maybe we've all prayed for or maybe if you haven't prayed, this is a great time to start. But sometimes God's delays can cause us to doubt his goodness and doubt that he hears us. And one of the things I've discovered um, is that there really is waiting. There really is value in the waiting. And as I reflect back on different things in my life that I have seen happen, um, or maybe some prayers that I've prayed for years, um, it's always interesting to see what God's doing in my heart in that waiting. So for those of you taking notes, um, number one, let's talk about what waiting is. What is it? We're going to talk about it from several different aspects, but waiting is the act of staying where one is or delaying action. until a particular time or until something else happens. Waiting is the act of staying where one is or delaying action until a particular time or until something else happens. And number two in your note-taking, waiting is the condition that God allows to prepare us for what he has to give us. It's the condition that God allows, God in his infinite wisdom, sometimes delays, but he's preparing us for what he has to give us. And number three, I really like this one. Waiting is confident expectation of good. Confident expectation of good. So my question to you is, are you waiting in doubt or are you waiting expecting and knowing God's heart for you, how much he loves you, how much he cares about you. Are you waiting, expecting 
confident of that, that, that he is going to work it out in his own time and in his own way. You know, I had something happen just this week. There is something I had been praying about. There was a situation that happened um, over 11 years ago, and it was very unfair. It really hurt my heart. But it was something that I thought, Lord, I am going to hang on to you. I'm going to look to you to fix this, to rectify it. And I'm asking you for redemption. And it's something that, you know, sometimes when I would think about it, it would hurt my heart, you know, and I would, I would shed tears over it. But I didn't feel like I was supposed to, there wasn't anything for me to do to fix it. And I can tell you yesterday... God answered that prayer. Now that has been 11 years, but the test was in that 11 years, could I keep my heart right? Could I keep my heart right? Could I keep choosing to forgive? Could I keep looking to God to fix this? And I tell you, I literally last night, I was sharing with Stephen about it. And uh, I literally started crying. I was just so overwhelmed by God's goodness and how he answered that prayer so much better than I could ask or think. And so I am coming to you really excited about this lesson because God didn't have to do it, but he did it yesterday. And so it was really neat how how he did it. So I want to encourage you to don't hang on, don't give up, but hang on to God in the waiting. And we're going to jump in and see all the great things that can happen in that. So where are you right now? Are you in a difficult situation? Are you just surviving and trying to keep your head above water? Are you waiting for the waves of life to subside? Waiting for an answer to that prayer? Waiting for him to fix your finances? Waiting for him to change your spouse? Uh, waiting for a better job. There are so many things I think in life when I look at things that I have waited on God to do. And perhaps God may have spoken something to you and and you know he's going to do it, but you're looking at, well, when is it time? Actually, in 2015, uh, one morning I got up and in my journal and in my quiet time of just sitting with the Lord, um, all of a sudden, it was like I had this download, and I just started writing. And I wrote everything down, and I looked at it after I wrote it, and I was like, Lord, what is this? What does this mean? It looks like a Bible study. And that's when he gave me the outline for the gathering. And that was 2015. And for three years, I prayed for it. Three years, I prayed for the right time to do it. God was giving me a vision of what he was going to bring in the future, but the timing wasn't right then. There were things he wanted to work in me and out of me, and there were things and stepping stones that needed to be in place. But then it began, and then even doing it here in Uvalde, I had done it several years in Crivella. I was still, you know, back and forth between both locations, but I was waiting for the right time to start it in Uvalde. And that was, that was last year. And so sometimes we have to really just step back and trust God that he knows what's best. He knows what's best for us. And that's where there's such value in just listening to that still small voice. Um, 
in in our world. We live in like a microwave society. We want things done today. Um, most people don't like waiting in line at the grocery store. I'm, I mean, I'm not great at that. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, I've seen God create divine appointments and things even in the different little situations of life in my own life. So I want you to write down something you're waiting on. Maybe it's a prayer for somebody. You can just write down something that you feel like that you're waiting on God to do or you're, you're asking him to fix a situation or intervene in a situation or heal a relationship, but just write it down. Write it down. I'm going to give you a minute to write it down. Maybe you're waiting for him to, to intervene on behalf of one of your kids. Maybe you want children. Um, there's so many things in life that, that we want and pray about. And so don't give up. Don't give up in those times. So why on earth would God have us wait? Well, and this is number five. I think it's because he sees the big picture. God sees the big picture in our lives. And the benefit waiting gives us. He sees the big picture in our lives and the benefits waiting gives us. You know, I can think of someone, um, I can think of someone that had a tremendous amount of talent. And this was a young man that I knew, tremendous amount of talent. And all of a sudden there was a lot of fame. But this young man didn't have the character to carry the talent that he had been given. And unfortunately, because he didn't have that character, he, he stumbled and failed in some ways. And he could have gone on to be, really, he was already famous. I'm not going to mention his name. But as I reflected on what happened and looked, I thought it was his character that caused him to stumble. And many times what I have found in my own life is God is trying to, he's continually trying to conform us to his image. He's continually trying to um, teach us different things. So I think he does see the big picture. And so if you're sitting there and it's like, why on earth hasn't he answered this yet? I've been praying for a long time. I think oftentimes there's things he's trying to work in us and out us, out of us. So my question to you now is how do you wait and do you waste the waiting? And number six in your note-taking, the, there's a big difference in just waiting and waiting on God. When our lives are committed to Jesus, waiting has a different meaning. When our lives are committed to Jesus, waiting has a different meaning. And waiting has purpose, and it's not wasted time when we trust him. 
It's not wasted time when we trust him. And number seven in your notes, waiting on God is worshiping. You know, I think when I, when we wait on the Lord to intervene, to fix, to answer, it's an act of worship. It's saying, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I don't understand. And we don't have to understand. There's going to be many things in this life you're not going to understand. The Bible tells us that in Proverbs 3. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So waiting is an act of worship. And when we commit things to God, it changes everything. So what do you need to commit to his perfect timing? Well, I want to encourage you with Isaiah 40, verse 31. And this says, this is number eight, but they that wait upon the Lord, there it is, wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. Huh, it makes us stronger. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And the word translated, the word wait translates differently. I was reading this one time, and I was like, but Lord, I'm tired of waiting. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of waiting. I was I was kind of moaning that day. Imagine that. But um, anyway... I, so I looked it up. I love to go back and look in the concordance to find out the original meaning of a word. So I went and looked up the word wait. What does this really mean? And how does it translate? And it was very different than what I expected to find. Wait in this passage means to bind or twist. To stretch or be strong. To be strong. Now, I want you to think about that a minute. Wait in this passage. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. So it's in that as we cling to the Lord, as we trust him, as we bind ourselves to him, there's a strengthening that comes in to the core of our being. And it means, that word means to bind. The Lord's telling us, Don't just wait, wait on me, wait on me. And it makes us stronger. I was thinking about eagles because it talks about, you know, they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. And we went to Alaska a few years back and I was mesmerized we we just stopped because we saw these eagles flying around and so we just stopped Stephen and I stopped and we just sat there and watched them and it was it was so incredible how they would just soar their wings were not flapping they were just effortlessly gliding so high and they're big birds They're big birds. And then in West Texas, I've noticed them too when we've been out in Alpine. There are eagles there too. And if you ever get a chance to see an eagle, just how they effortlessly glide. And that's the Lord's heart for us. As he strengthens us 
And as we really give things over to him, let go and give it to him. So in my own personal life, I was thinking of three important things I've discovered in the waiting. And this is number nine. A is it reveals our character. The good qualities. And what needs to change. It reveals our character, the good qualities, and what needs to change. And B, waiting is more about who we are becoming in the process. And C, our relationship with God can be upgraded and become stronger in the waiting. I remember years ago, uh, my late husband and I had gone to um, a church service and there was a man there and um, he was praying, you know, for, for different people. And he said something to me and he said, little lady, he said, God just wants you to sit back and relax and wait on him. He said, you want things done today, today. And he kind of clapped his hands and he said, and the Lord just loves you. And he said, step back and wait. And I was a little bit embarrassed, but it was really true. And I knew it was true because I, you know, kind of, uh, I did. I was trying to make things happen. And um, it was as I stepped back, I saw that. But we, we, again, we live in a microwave society. We want dinner ready. We put it in the microwave. It's done in five minutes um, or whatever. And years and years ago, it wasn't like that. You had to spend all day getting a meal prepared and getting things done. And things took longer in that but how we wait on something reveals our character and it shows either our impatience which is what it showed in is shown in me our anger our unforgiveness our lack of faith and it shows if we're patient gentle kind forgiving and trusting. So the next time you find yourself waiting, see what comes out of you. Does your character need an upgrade? Don't beat yourself up if you mess up. Forgive yourself, get back in the game. Say, Lord, I can see that I was not patient in trusting you on that. And so Lord, I give it to you. I give it to you. I was uh, at some place um, not too long ago and a man came in and he had been waiting a while in line and all of a sudden, you know, he was like done and he starts yelling at the clerk and yelling. And I, I was thinking, well, now that's an interesting way to wait <laughs> because you could see what was inside of him. And probably if I had to step back and talk to him, there's probably something else going on. And that just kind of pushed him over over the edge but one of the things 
as we wait on God, we can step back and say, Lord, what do you want to work in me in this? And what do you want to work out with me? When we partner with God and say, okay, here I am. I'm not sure I really like it, but God, I want to partner with you in this. Then it changes and puts us in a win-win situation. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So it is said twice. It is, um, it is it, in that passage, it's the Lord repeats himself, which means it's important to him. And he doesn't say just wait. He says, wait on the Lord. And to me, another way of saying that is commit, commit whatever it is to the Lord. Number 10, our delays are not denials. They are God's way of developing our character, our patience, determination, and endurance or endurance. Sometimes the waiting is about our endurance. Sometimes it's about endurance. Can we go the long haul in something? So what are the benefits of waiting? We found some scriptures, but what are just some of the benefits? When we wait on God and not just wait, we bind ourselves closer to him. And that waiting stretches us and makes us stronger. Another benefit I have found in waiting, and this is number 11, is the waiting produces determination and endurance. Some things are about building our endurance. I was thinking about this, uh, just different workouts that um, we do at the gym. Some of them are to develop strength, but some of them are endurance. Some of them are to push us a little beyond and to give us more endurance to go for the long haul. I had um, had to call Blue Cross Blue Shield about an insurance situation, and I'd been put on hold. Have you ever been put on hold, and then they put you on hold again, and then they pass you to somebody else, and then you're on hold another 10 minutes, and then, you know, it goes on and on, and it, it, it is. It can, you know... It, I, I hate that runaround and sometimes the waiting. But in the course of trying to get this situation worked out, and this was not my first call about it, let me just say, but in the course of it, the I finally got someone, and she started working, and we started talking, and I started telling her how this was like my third or fourth call and, you know, was going on. And she said, well, thank you for your patience. And I had been teaching that day the lesson or that week on the lesson in forgiveness. I said, well, I was teaching a Bible study this week on forgiveness. So I'm not going to lie. I've really had to forgive y'all because I, you know, I was just honest with her. And she said, I needed to hear that. She said, can you explain that to me? 
And so I just kind of explained how forgiveness is something you do for yourself and just a little bit about forgiveness. And do you know at the end of that call, which was recorded, you know, they always say that in the beginning, I got to pray with her. And so God was in the waiting. Now, I had to jump through a lot of hoops, but I also got the opportunity to show someone who he is, how much he loved him. And she was going through a really hard time in, in, in a situation. And so God is in that. Another time, because uh, I know all of y'all have had to deal with this, but there was another time I was dealing with um, a phone company about a situation. And just in being humbly persistent, and that was the key, humbly persistent, being persistent, but not losing my suit, I was able to save like hundreds of dollars. So there is value in the waiting. But the big thing is I could have blown it in either one of those situations. Um, another benefit of rest of, of waiting is rest. Each of us have has a choice. We can either fret, control, worry, which all of those things take a lot of energy. Or we can rest in God. And when we rest in him, we gather strength. We gather strength. And when we trust his timing, there's something about that. It says in Psalm 37, verse 7, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently on him. Psalm 37, 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently. So scripture over and over shows us how the Lord wants us to wait. And we have a choice to wait patiently or not. Waiting on God, we've already talked about it, develops our character. And I think that ties in with Galatians 5, 22 and 23, which talks about the fruit of the spirit. So waiting develops character, and it tells us in Galatians, but the fruit of the Spirit, or the fruit of walking with God, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's God's character, and those, we've already done a lesson on how God wants to develop those in us because that's who he is. And when we wait, when we wait, God acts on our behalf versus when we try to make things happen in our own time. Isaiah 64, verse 4. It says, since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear perceived, or eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Right there, it says he's going to act on our behalf when we wait on him. You know, that story that I told you about, you know, how the... the pastor prayed and said, you know, I wanted things today, today. Um, I had really been praying for God to, to do a work in my husband's heart, my late husband's heart. And, um, you know, I was getting impatient because I had been praying, it seemed like for a while. And 
God really did a transformation and did a lot in our in our relationship. And it took a while and it took a time and we went through some real adversity in that. But I believe it was our 12th anniversary. Um, Joe and I got in the car and we headed, we were going to go to Laredo for the weekend. That's back when you could go across the border and it was safe. We were going to stay at La Posada and we drove out of Kerrville and we're headed towards San Antonio. And there had been a sign that was announcing the, um, I think it was Central Market was going to open there. And for the longest time, it had this little little crack in an egg, and it said, good things come to those who wait. And then as we were driving to go celebrate our anniversary, the little chicken on that billboard was out of that egg, and it said, wait no more. And it was just like the Lord showing me, you know, that this was truly going to be a new day and new things to happen. And so it was really, it was really neat um, to see how God honored that and even changed that billboard. I think he really changed it, changed it for my benefit, but it taught me a lot about waiting. And another benefit of waiting is we are blessed. It says in Isaiah 30, verse 18, yet the law, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Justice blessed are all who wait on him. So right there, scripture shows us that we're going to receive a blessing when we wait on him. I was doing some work out of town one time and there was um, a woman I was working with I don't know what all was going on in her life, but she was extremely difficult to work with. And um, I continued to pray for her. I continued to express my concerns up the chain of command um, about the situation, but I had to just let go. And the Lord just said, I'm calling you to simply love her, to simply love her. And it was hard. It didn't matter what I said, she bucked it. You know, she didn't want to do it. And I was up there trying to get a fund. Uh, we were doing, I was having to work with her on a uh, fundraising event. And that was my job was to do that. And she was, she was the director. And the Lord kept showing me that this was such an opportunity for me to practice my kindness, practice my love and extend grace to her. And so the more I practice that, Versus wanting to respond sometime in my flesh and said, wait a minute, I've been sit up here. Do you want me to call the CEO? You know, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a tough situation, but I saw God as I waited on him and his timing. It was interesting to see how he intervened in that situation on my behalf. But a lot of that was about me developing that character and loving some loving somebody that was very difficult. But I also saw his justice in that situation when some things came to light. So we are blessed. We are blessed when we keep our heart right and we declare our trust in the Lord. And you may have to say, Lord, 
I am waiting on you in this situation. I declare my trust for you. Last week's lesson was on trusting God. And so if you need to go listen to the podcast um, or catch it on Facebook, I encourage you to do that. But what do we do in the waiting? And how do we wait? Well, Psalm 37 showed us, it said patiently. We wait, and this is number 12, we wait patiently. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently on him. He tells us to wait patiently. And what I found is oftentimes it's in the soil of adversity that he's developing that patience in our lives. The next thing is we wait in hope. Psalm 130 verse 6 states, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word, I put my hope. See, the psalmist, David was speaking to himself. He was preaching to himself. And he was declaring, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word, I put my hope. So we put our hope in him. In Psalm 33, verse 20, it's real, waiting is really a lot in the Bible when you look at it. <laughs> we wait in hope for the Lord, it says. He is our shield. He is our help and our shield. We wait in hope. That's Psalm 33, verse 20. He is our help and our shield. And things may not necessarily turn out the exact way that you want, but we can trust God's faithfulness. The next thing is we wait partnering with God. Let me encourage you to partner with God because when you partner with him, it makes the journey lighter. And waiting is a gathering time. It's a listening time. And it's all about in life, a relationship with him. You know, this whole study is called bringing God into everyday life. And there are a lot of things we may have to wait on in life from the washing machine to get fixed. Have any of you been waiting for a repair, you know, and it's kind of hijacked your schedule because it hasn't happened. And that's, you know, that's hard. I was talking to my daughter yesterday and uh, um, she has a washing machine that is like five, month, five months. She's had it like five or six months and it broke down. Well, she's a busy mom of three and she's been waiting on that part for seven weeks. And she, she said, mom, I did the math and she's my real easy going child, but man, she was, she was, she was like at her limit. Cause she's having to haul a toddler to the, to the thing. You know, she's got her older son playing, you know, not only his change of clothes for school, but his football uniform and his soccer uniform and the same thing for my granddaughter. And she said, mom, I did the math and I've spent that. I've been half of what my washing machine cost at the laundromat. I mean, she put a pencil to it. And uh, so um, anyway, I was encouraging her to partner with the Lord 
Because in that waiting, it's a gathering time and a listening time. And God is all about relationship with him. So what's another thing we do in the waiting? We surrender to God's timing instead of ours. We surrender to his timing instead of ours. I was thinking about just different people in the Bible. And we've read a lot in Isaiah and Psalms about praying, about waiting. And both those, David and Isaiah, you know, there's a lot that's in there about waiting. But I was thinking about Sarah and Abraham. I mean, Sarah and Abraham waited. God said, you're going to be the father of many nations. And then they were, in, I think, in their 90s. When Sarah finally conceived, that's a long time to wait. That's a long time to wait. So some of us have nothing to complain about. (laughs) You know, when we look at some of the people that waited and then God was faithful and he answered Sarah and Abraham and he gave them, he gave them a baby and Abraham became the father of many nations. But it was in that God taught him how to be a father of many nations in that waiting time. The next thing on what do we do in the waiting is we wait expectantly and with expectation in God alone. It says in Psalm 62, verse 5, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is in him. David was commanding his soul. He was taking charge. He had a choice. And he was telling himself, my soul, sometimes we have to preach to ourselves, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is in him. And how many times do we put our expectation in things, in people? You know, and when we wait on the Lord, it's not wasted. We get frustrated with the person. We get frustrated with the situation. We have to wrestle with our own humanity in those times. But I think there's a time where we have to command our soul to do the right thing. And we forgive. That's another thing we do in the waiting. We forgive those that hurt us, that have caused the delay. That appear to have set us back or blocked our goal, but we commit it to him and we commit it to him in the healing. We commit the healing of our heart. But many times I've seen that situations are about us keeping our heart right. Um, Years ago, I was director of Christian Women's Job Corps of Kirk County for a number of years. And I was asked to be a national trainer. And I really love doing that. I really love raising up other people to do that in other cities. And... um, I guess it was about a year after my late husband was gone and my mom and dad's health was really failing. 
And I felt like, you know, it was time that I stepped back because I had to get some things in order for them. And so when I told um, the Job Corps that, you know, I was going to be um, um, resigning because I had to get things in order, um, you know, they were all good, got somebody else. And I called the lady that was in charge of the national trainers. And I said, you know, I'm, I am, you know, resigning from the job corps to get some things in order, but I'm happy to continue being a trainer. Well, that woman said, uh, well, you know, you can't, if unless you're leading one, you cannot be a national trainer. And so it was something, it was another letting go for me of something that was very dear to my heart. And it was something I prayed about and I've prayed about all these years. Do you know that there is a new lady in charge and in May, that woman approached me and she said, hey, Kathleen, I want to know, would you come back and be a national trainer for Christian Women's Job Corps? And so all of that time, you know, of letting go of something that was near and dear to my heart, it was hard, but it was about keeping my heart right. And I think so many times that's where the journey is for us. And so it's been neat to see some of those things that have taken a long time, see God answer that. And so many times I think people in adversity and something that they feel is unfair and something that they may not understand and something that's difficult, that's challenging. Um, they blame God. They get mad at God. They push him away. They say he doesn't care. He's not with me. But it tells us, Psalm 130, verse 3 tells us, it said, If you, God, kept record of wrongdoing, who would stand a chance? It turns out forgiveness is your habit. This is the message translation of the Bible. And that's why you're worshipped. I'm going to read this again. Psalm 130, verse 3 and 4. If you, God, kept a record of wrongdoing, who would stand a chance? None of us would stand a chance because we all have sin in our life. As it turns out, forgiveness is your habit, and that's why you're worshipped. I love that. You know, it's like the Lord's saying, let forgiveness be your habit. Let it be a habit that you develop in your life. We don't have time to carry around bitterness and unforgiveness. It wears you out. We have a lot to do. We have a world around us that needs to see the light of the Lord. And so forgiveness needs to be our habit. As I have learned to be quick to forgive, and I may not feel like it, but I know it's the right thing, and I know it's good for me. You forgive because it's something you do for yourself, not the offender. That other person may never come and apologize. They may never admit they're wrong. They may never change. But as we can forgive and develop a heart of quick forgiveness, we walk in more and more freedom. And another thing we do in the waiting is we worship. Like I said before, waiting is worshiping. We sing, I know, listening to Christian music, Christian radio on Pandora or on um, the radio or, or just whatever. It helps keep my heart right so we can worship in the waiting. 
And when we worship, we see the bigness of God. And so it's important that if you're waiting on something, you put the right things into you. Because as you're putting in godly things, as you're spending time in the Word of God, as you're listening to to maybe Christian radio or Christian music, as you put things into you, it's going to help you in the waiting. And when we wait on God, I think another thing is we can abide in His presence. Focus on His goodness. And focus on just being with Him. Focus on just being with Him. But I challenge you, I just want to challenge you to not waste the waiting. Not waste the waiting. Ask God to show you where He is in the waiting. Ask Him to show you where He is. Declare that you will wait on Him. Partner with Him in the process. And be confidently expectant that He's going to act on your behalf. Be confidently expectant. We, we read that scripture about how our expectation needs to be in God and God alone. And I've seen way too many times in my life where I've put an expectation in another person or another entity or something else or in myself to try to fix it versus sitting back and just waiting on that. So who do you want to be in the waiting and who are you going to wait on? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word that instructs us, that encourages us. Lord, that is for our benefit. And help us be a people that waits on you. Lord, that in the waiting, we bind ourselves to you. We grow in strength because we're trusting you. We grow in trusting you. We grow in patience. Lord, we get to know your heart. Lord, and we get to develop our own character. So let us be a people that waits on you and trusts you. And Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you strengthen each one who's waiting on you. Let them see you at work. Open our eyes to see you in the waiting. Thank you for who you are and for your great, great love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.